0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus. It is uh, July 25th, I believe. Oh, it's July 24th. <coughs> My bad. Anyways, it's July 24th. This is uh, Common Law Wise Words at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, right now, there's only one other caller on the on the call right now, and I don't think that they wish to be unmuted. So, but just for reference, um, probably about five minutes before nine, I kind of try to start looking at the uh, what's or the talk shoe, see if anybody's on. As soon as somebody gets on uh typically try and start the call this evening. Um, I don't know if Sean will be joining us or not. I talked to him this afternoon, and he, uh, he dropped his phone in some water. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens with that. If anybody has anything that they would wish... For me to talk about or for me and sean to talk about when he gets on you can just throw it up in the chat if you have any questions here's a 407 number hello hi guys hello? Hey, what's going on man? Nobody's uh, here quite yet. You're kind of the first one to show up, so I figured I'd unmute you and quit talking to myself.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I just came on, obviously. So yeah, um this is Rick over at Florida. How y'all doing?
2: Uh, oh, we're doing pretty good. How you
1: doing? Yeah, doing okay. So Yeah. Listen, yeah, listening and learning. Uh, there's always something new to learn and can never know it all right
2: Uh, that's for sure I I definitely try and listen twice as much as uh, I try and teach
1: (laughs) yeah I hear you so yeah I was the one on um, uh, in the chat last week with or was a week before last but um, with the um, traffic the ledge traffic ticket so we had kids, dogs, and all kinds of stuff. If we'd have come on to the call, it would have been quite disruptive. So that's why we stuck in the chat. Um, but they extended the court date. <clears throat> so the the funny thing is they take a fax in, and then they snail mail you back. So we're waiting for the snail mail to come back. So we asked to have it removed from calendar. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah. Uh, Okay, well,
1: that sounds good. What did you end up uh, writing? Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, started out greetings. Let's see here. Um, yeah. Um, hope Greetings. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, this communication is concerning citation number blah, blah, blah. Uh, is there a way to have this case removed from calendar for financial hardship? Thank you. Pretty simple.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, um, always the simpler the better. Uh, and there's some kind of key things to put in there. I I really like how you kind of started it off. I think everybody should start it off as courteous as possible. Always say greetings. You know, if it's the 4th of July, I still hear people shooting off fireworks over here. Um, but if it's the 4th of July, say, hey, hope you had a great 4th of July. You know, I hope the weather's good, whatever. Yeah,
1: and that way it's friendly because I'm led to believe that these people get nasty calls every day from a bunch of claimants, right?
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am absolutely uh, sure.
1: Uh, yeah, like, even, uh... Even... Go ahead. I... Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say that even... Um, for um, I, I do IT support for people and and for the uh, clients you know they're usually oh man this jerk did this and we're gonna yell at that and I just you know and they get nowhere with tech support I pick up the phone I'm polite I'm kind ask them how they're doing and all this other stuff so and they get stuff done so uh, yeah it's um, I don't know why people believe that nasty to somebody else on the line. Maybe they just like to show a think they're showing authority or whatever. You know? And and just yelling at people and cursing at them and putting them down. that just gets no one anywhere I'm led to believe.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like uh, follow the golden rule, right? Yeah. I mean, Treat other people how you would like to be treated. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like cops, and I've even gotten some slack for saying this before, but it's like cops don't necessarily have an easy job. Uh somebody was asking me the other day how to speak with cops and I was like, you know, just just treat them like just another fella. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and one yep. thing that they're definitely looking for, like if you start being combative or you start doing this or doing that yeah they're going to mess with you like you know i mean cops probably deal with 10 jerk offs a day
1: mhm yep i used to work with law enforcement and yeah i, mean, I used to do ride alongs and it's just amazing what one saw i mean <laughs> what i saw it's just incredible <laughs> So, yeah, and and I appreciate it. We've been in some pretty dangerous situations as well. So, and I ended up helping, you know, the man acting as officer. So, yeah, I mean, I can't discuss it, but, you know, both of us could have gotten hurt. (laughs) But, yeah, I used to do um, IT for a city, and... So, I had to get FDLE certified, FCIC, NCIC certified. I sat in the classes with uh, men and women acting as officers and had to do all those classes. So, I mean, I was authorized to run license plates and everything. um, Because I had to do that to test the computer equipment in the cars.
2: Yeah, so you had like uh, the NCIC authorization or whatever it is? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I had to do all that. And, you know, I had Interpol authorization and all that stuff. But you can't just go out and run a bunch of plays. You have to have an actual case number attached with it and all that stuff to do it. You have to have a valid reason,
2: which makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. I remember like uh, Sean and I were up at a courthouse one time and, you know, we actually had the, the police officers running away from us into the the building and locking the door so we ended up calling the cops like to open up shop and um, yeah. it, we had probably eight officers disseminate on us pretty quickly and one of the guys uh, was starting to run my license plate and Sean just jumped right all over him and was like uh, you know what are you doing you can't do that you can't do that without a reason to open an investigation. And mm-hmm. the officer was all like, you don't tell me what to do. You know, I tell you the law and you and Sean just started talking. Well, you know, it's code, you know, federal code, da, 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 da of the NCIC, whatever database. I, I don't know all that stuff like he does. But he ended up getting that guy to back off and they never came back with the with the plates.
1: Yeah. 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 It's. um. Yeah, they try that. And I know the sheriff's office has tried that here on a friend of mine. But unfortunately, well, acquaintance, I should say, he didn't treat the man acting as officer very well and ended up getting arrested. (laughs) Rightfully so. If I would have been the man acting as cop, I would have arrested this guy too. I mean, he was belligerent, cursing at him. I'm thinking, dude, you're a fool. (laughs) So...
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't go and poke a bear that's hungry. Yeah.
1: And luckily we have a, where I'm at, we have a really good police department, a really um, awesome chief. Um, The chief before that was not a good guy. And I remember (laughs) the cops I knew uh, he, he, one of them, he called me and he goes, Hey Rick, we need you over at city hall. We need your support. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, it was a whole scandal going on. There were a handful of uh, men and women acting as police officer um, reported the chief to to FDLE, and because the the chief was just constantly breaking all kinds of laws, uh, and well, it leaked out of FDLE uh, eventually to the chief who these people were. And so he started giving them a real hard time, writing him up all the time, and everything else. Well, I went over to city hall, and there the were all the TV cameras were there. It was a bigger deal than I realized. And it ended up that that man acting as chief got fired that day. The city manager um, had to take early retirement. <laughs> it, it was a big deal. So,
2: yeah, that's yeah, kind went of crazy. Out, uh, have you seen that YouTube video of the uh, – it's either the city council or the county council up in Detroit, like one of the members sitting on – I think it's the city council that he got tackled by the cops for speaking oh, out against the facial recognition software.
1: Ooh, when did this happen?
2: Um, I don't know. I think it might have been last week. It's been pretty recent, but, yeah, he was talking out against the um, – facial recognition software, and I was actually kind of surprised that they, you know, arrested them. I, I think it was basically something like contempt of court, you know, or diso- disorderly uh, conduct in public. But yeah, I was pretty surprised when, when I saw that. And of course, the backstory behind it is, I guess, for probably the past two years, Detroit has been like the police department, has been using facial recognition software, um, but they've only uh-huh. been using it with uh, private companies that have kind of registered and you know let them tap into their security monitoring stuff. And then last night, I was watching on the nightly news how uh, Amazon's little doorbell ring, like ring a cop doorbell yeah. thing, you know the video yep. to make sure that your packages are there when you get home. Uh, they're yep. actually pulling contracts with some of the uh, bigger police departments around the country to have like like they're gonna give away those doorbell cameras, but you have to um, allow police to feed to it.
1: Yeah, you gotta have the con- or give them consent to it. And yeah, when when Amazon bought out um, the Ring.com. Um, I, I already knew that that was just a slippery slope, so I quit recommending it uh, to people. So, I mean, the best thing you can and, – and the thing is, coming back to the facial recognition, Orlando just aborted the program with Amazon with their facial recognition software. Uh, so, first of all, the city of Orlando's ca- uh, camera infrastructure is too old. They can't get the data throughput from the cameras to the computers – uh, they just had high failure rate, and Amazon techs were out there regularly working with the uh, city of Orlando. So they just eventually just said, hey, we're aborting the program. They just pulled it. I mean, the recognition rate was insanely low, discriminatory, allegedly, and all that stuff. But California, uh, San Francisco, I'm sure you've heard has, has banned it, uh, and another city is, is banning it as well over in California. So... But yeah, the the recognition rate is is just terrible. And it's yeah, well, this pulled. is
2: this is one thing where I think that uh, you know it's probably gonna take the local citizenry, you know, local people kind of standing up and saying, "Hey, we don't wish to have that here." And uh, I I've seen kind of the same type of reports that you're talking about with the low recognition rate, and then I've seen reports where it's like um, you know, they can either uh, have it to where it works well, like, you know, for the different pigmentation of of the skin. So if you're brown, they could have it work well for brown people. If you're black, they could have it work well for black people, or if you're white, they could have it work well for white people, but they don't have anything yet that can do all of those things together. And my thing is that is, you know, it's just a slippery slope, and it's it's already getting scary. One of the guys I like to follow on YouTube, he's an attorney who does kind of like a, a legal blog on YouTube, and he was actually presenting a case law today that uh, it was from the Supreme Court, I guess, three years ago. And what he was talking about is, I guess, three years ago, the Supreme Court ruled that um, if a cop pulls somebody over and it's a bad traffic stop, like they didn't have any probable cause to pull them over, they could uh, use fruit from the poisonous tree as long as that individual had an outstanding warrant somewhere in the United States. Uh-huh. And so, <clears throat> um, you know, and, and that, that's kind of scary because that's kind of like uh, one of the big things that I don't like. I saw the Supreme Court start moving towards this about four years ago. And and they're still in the process of using case law to try and replace this, but they're trying to replace um, probable cause with reasonable suspicion. And that's really dangerous because, you know, when you have probable cause, the police officer has to state what their probable cause is. They have to state why they're doing whatever they're doing, you know, for the camera, for the recording device before they actually do it, and that's how you know that they had probable cause, when probable cause is questioned. Now, when they switch over, if they switch over uh, to reasonable suspicion, basically the officer can go ahead and search through and then just decide, okay, well, I reasonably suspected that I was going to find this because of this situation, because he acted nervous, or because this or that happened but he can just make it up later
0: right
1: oh yeah and 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 one thing i think a lot of i believe a lot of people miss is they're forgetting to ask where's the claimant because you have a right to face your accuser right first uh rule of evidence right
2: oh yeah you absolutely have the right to you know face your accuser and You know, I think uh, one thing is I don't know if people forget about that as much as, you know, they get in there, they say it, and then the court is is like, well, it's the officer or, you know, well, you're being charged with this, we're going to move on to this matter. And then people don't really bring up the issue. Um, A lot of people I've found it's like, you know, they might ask the right thing once or twice, but you really got to stay on them and get them to land on that multiple times and not
1: let them off of it. Right, got to stay on point. And, you know, like the judge wants to put uh, guilty or not guilty. uh, Well, judge, um, are you willing to put up surety for the name that I allegedly use? Uh, I mean, I am there.
2: I, I wouldn't even say anything like that. I'd never ask a judicial officer to put up surety because they're all like uh, <laughs> most people try and look for bonds, but they're not bonded anymore. They have uh, umbrella insurance policies that's um, registered with the state. Typically, each state has its own insurance company that handles uh the umbrella policies of people like judges, clerks, sheriffs departments. Um so what I would just ask them is is what am I pleading to? Like if you wish for me to plead, I gotta understand what I did wrong. What did I do wrong?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and if right. they can't
2: it, if they can't produce an accuser, it's like, OK, then who am I pleading to? Like if, if nobody's going to come in here and say that I did something wrong, then who am I pleading to?
1: Right. Yeah. It comes back again. Where's the claimant? And if there's no claimant, well, then the case should be discharged because that gives a judge an out. I'm led to believe.
2: It, yeah, but I'll tell you the. They typically, like, they probably would have discharged it three or four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Everything I've seen kind of within the last year, they're putting everybody through a trial, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, at the end of that, depending on on which side of the law you stand, uh, if they can trick you into agreeing to the statutory system, obviously, they'll write out a lawful order. Uh, But depending on which side of the law you stand, I've seen them afterwards be honorable and not produce, in some cases, not produce any order at all.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, and, and I think that it's really good that there are still people out there who are Willing to brave through it, who are willing to stand their ground and say, "Where's the accuser?" You know, show me the accuser mm-hmm. and go all the way through the trial process with the, because what it's really doing is it's costing them a whole lot of money to more or less not get in there. Oh anywhere.
1: yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then next time around, you know, typically they don't mess with you. So, yeah, I've had my fun, you know, just while I was learning with the cops on the side of the road. And, <clears throat> I mean, there were some, you know, small fines. They didn't cause any points or anything. It was, you know, like, you know, I mistakenly put the wrong tab on, you know, stupid stuff like that. Hey, yeah, you just pay your 20 bucks or whatever and, and move on with life. And, yeah, you know, I, I learned a lot from that process.
2: So, but I've also found I'm being left alone. Yeah, well, I'll I'll definitely say like uh, any of the number of people that I know who have gone through the entire process, get drugged through the circus and beers, you know, the trial stage, and come out standing on the other side. I've I've never heard of them getting messed with again. And there's actually this one individual I'm kind of thinking of and uh he went through the whole trial process they actually pulled a jury for his circus and charades and um the jury convicted him because you know the the prosecutor and the judge told him to and even after that uh you know i i still don't think that they have a lawful judgment because when they went to go get a dna they couldn't even produce the paperwork to get DNA from him. Like it didn't have his name. It didn't have his date. Uh, everything was wrong. Um, but he got pulled over at about 3:30 in the morning and called me up the next day. And he's, he could have swore that the officer was going to rip him out of the car and search through the vehicle. And the officer came up and asked him why he was speeding. And He said it was late. He was trying to get home, took his driver's license, came back about 15, 20 minutes later and told him to have a nice night. Didn't even give him a speeding ticket. And I think he was doing 15 or 10 to 15 over. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm led to believe something's put in the system you was know, just going oh yeah don't you know I'm glad to believe they'll put something like oh yeah don't mess with this guy you know he costs too much <laughs> <laughs> and you know, as long as one's not disturbing the peace and 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 wishes the best for their fellow man and and ha- you know one has a win-win situation with everybody wishing everybody the best and what more could you ask for right
2: oh for sure And know uh, like uh sean used to be a police officer and he Whenever this kind of comes up, he always talks about how it's not its not like they have a central database that says, hey, leave this guy alone or do this or do that. But, um, you know, he said for the most part, it's probably local word of mouth. And, you right. know, of course, I've never worked on the other side, so I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying I heard him say it <laughs> no better than hearsay, huh?
1: Uh, he has a point. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: I mean, I definitely yep. think he has a point.
1: He's right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've sat with the officers at night, you know, having dinner and all that stuff. And, you know, and you hear what they say. You have conversations and discussions. And, Yeah. <laughs> It's true, you know. You go, oh yeah, there's that guy again, you know, and yeah, we know them. Oh yeah, they called again. Yeah, they do that every week. You know, it's just <laughs> so, yeah, there's some funny people out there that they get to deal with. So I appreciate their position because it's it's not an easy job. Yeah, I really respect what they have to go through.
2: For sure. And, uh, and somebody in the chat board asked me to uh, link the YouTube channel I was speaking about earlier. And I actually put up a link to the video that I was talking about earlier where he goes over the Supreme Court case law. Um, okay.
1: I'll look uh, at that. Definitely. Definitely check that out. I need to, I'm not in the chat room right now, but I'll pick it up later.
2: Well, Forever Linux uh, says hello, so I'm gonna unmute Forever Linux. Is that how you right. uh, pronounce um. it? Yes. How's it
3: going? All right. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm okay. Uh, were you just saying hello, or do you have uh, something to ask or talk about?
4: Um what are
2: you all talking about again yeah well we were talking about uh a supreme court case law where they were basically saying that um even with the bad traffic stop as long as the individual has even just a minor warrant anywhere in the united states like uh you could basically use forbidden fruit of the tree and then we were kind of talking about what was going on in detroit where uh the county council or city council member got tackled. I don't know if you saw that or not on YouTube.
4: Uh, I didn't see that one yet. Did you read one about Michelle? The governor in New Mexico? The no, what happened in New Mexico? Poverty? Well, it's, I read all about it up in there, you know, with everything that's going on, but she uh, actually threatened poverty with a death blow, man. You can look up death blow and see what it means. You know, but yeah, that's, she wrote it too. It's in the paper. That's where I read it from, you know, because I moved to New Mexico because there were some organized crime problems over in Colorado. It's a totally insanity, man. So I had to come over this way, which I'm basically in the same thing, man. Same people.
2: Uh, what did you say the governor you said? Know. Death blow.
4: Yeah, death blow and mexico governor um, MC Hell. I mean Michelle. You know hell, it's like connected to you got no chance in hell. You know what I mean? In he yeah. no other they govern the MT, you know what I mean? It's in the C with the harass mentee The Mentee's perfect connection with the government, everything that's connected, man. Especially with the gorilla, huh? You know what I mean with your top ten terrorists? With AB, they built the first jails in this country. That's backwards in the badge by two, man. That's organized crime, like in cops, by two. So what are they doing
2: over in New Mexico? They're trying to fight poverty by locking people up or something.
4: (laughs) Well, I know she turned everything around that the president wanted at the border. So whatever he tried to do, she basically turned it around, and so. Like I said, I don't. Just reading that was enough, you know. I figured she would. Got arrested for threat, pretty a death blow, you know. That's the basically kill. You can look up the definition to it, man. And I was like, man, well, if they don't arrest her, then there must be some serious organized crime in this area too, you know. The northeast, west, Mexico. It's the New Mexico because old Mexico south of the border, man.
5: You, know, you know,
4: the codes and everything that's connected to Northeast. Wilder. And so yeah, it's like I understand the codes to the Baptist worship center to the book of the devil that wants to take over the world that basically bees in it backwards. That their numbers are six six six. They built the first jails and prisons in this country. They're classified terrorists by the FBI with the guerrilla friends and in their in house or the hags, they turned it around. The H.A. rather than the H.A. you can see, it's, it's illegal prostitution to corrupt. That's why the H.A. or the H.A.'s in there. They're in hoes of the hedge. So it'd be like stinky, nasty ho in the rap music and everything to the government ho, H.O.E. That A.B. gave them that. Name. You know, for selling to the souls, even if it's legal prostitution. So, yeah, the, there's some problems all over, you know, and it, it gets real deep because when you when you figure that all out, and they're classified terrorists and they're connected to the codes of the devil, you know, and everything, and cannibals and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, evil of all types that's backwards have built those jails that's got a lot of power in this country. I mean, they definitely. Well, well yeah, have yeah they call it, it a case.
2: criminal justice system for a reason <laughs> because it's the criminal's justice system.
4: It's cop. And robbers not curses cops versus robbers and when it gets that way then it gets real bad you know what I yeah, mean I,
2: re- I remember after yeah, the like 2008 said, banking collapse happened clearly. I remember after the 2008 banking collapse happened somebody wrote a book the best way to rob a bank is to own it I never read it but I thought it was a really well, good BA's title well BA's in the bank yeah well it's
4: You know, like I was saying, one over here, man, it's just a straight holocaust. The, the SD style at the ending by two that's connected to the terrorists. They're actually connected to the Baptist, which is A-B backwards. C. it says A-B stabbed in the Baptist code by Q starting at the end. You, one way or another, you want a nugget? Get gun. The GE gets a gun in the bag. you see? See, it says get gun. The answer's in the code, man. And when you understand the code, then you understand how crooked, and corrupt, and evil, and everything that's connected to the lie that's even in the code of the police, man, to take over the world, you see, to hide behind the badge and everything, to be the live, the devil's one way or another when they want to get you by BL and die like the music. The devil's a live, one way or another, live or die.
2: Yeah, well, the way you know, that I look at so, it is,
4: you know, the
2: devil grows inside the hearts of the selfish and wicked brown, white, yellow, black color is not restricted. You'll have a self-destructive path when you're inflicted. So when the devil wants to dance with you, you better say never because the dance with the devil might last you forever.
4: Oh, that's the immortal technique, man.
2: There you go. You know, and and
4: they threaten to ruin people's lives. They they ruined the Indian. That's why they came out of the ruins. You know, because that, that Baptist priest, when he threatened me, you know, and the, and the sheriff was speaking for the priest Rolf and everything in Cortez, Colorado. For that Baptist worship center priest, he threatened to ruin my life for that priest. And so it's like ruined Indian. I ain't a full blood Indian. I'm half-blooded Indian. But still, I see what they did to the people, and I know what they're talking about. And then, you know, in their codes and everything that's connected with a bad GE. It's connected to, like, a badass or a, an ass and everything that's connected is connected. And you understand those kind of codes. You know, and so like I said, it's, it's legal prostitution rather than selling the souls down in corrupt and everything that's connected. And they go around calling everybody crazy to cover up their crimes because they're connected to military weapons out of 5150, Area 51, basically, okay, which is crazy. And then they go around calling everybody crazy when they're using those military weapons on everybody and they're not top classified personnel like Phil Snyder said over here in Dulce. For them to have those type of weapons like i said they've been calling everybody crazy ever since operation high jump with admiral bird badass that works for the devil ba connected to the baptist to the badge and everything that's connected they be one way or another that's the women
2: yeah well this is this is mainly a show about law and uh, having questions like if somebody has a traffic ticket or you know misdemeanor oh, okay yeah man. Have,
4: huh um, this Little bit because that's VA back to the hotel like a Mandela Bay, you see. Dead man walking, like in the music, The Undertaker, dead man walking like a Mandela Bay, R equals T one way or another. In Germany, get man like get many. It's government key here, you see. When they lock them up one way or another, key is your key. It's tricky, you see. Oh, I no. I, the key I get
2: you. I get the code. And, you know, everybody probably sees the code. Differently, and everybody wakes up to it at yeah, their absolutely. own time and their own pace, for sure. You know, but what I'm saying is that yeah, tonight, absolutely. yeah, the, tonight the show that we're mainly having is about, you know, the law and how to function and move in a court. Like the gentleman before you was talking about, um, was talking about how whenever you go to court, you should stick to who's the accuser when they ask you to please lead, it's like to who what did i do wrong you know so if you have a question along those lines or something you wish to add that's cool
4: okay well like i said it's a little bit in 2 ba style even if it's a mandala bay with a shark reef barrier down there dead man walking risking peace on the strip okay it's way through in 2d for a lot of people by that paradise to the evil paradise of the rap music right there by where it happened all right I understand what's going on. But to the campfire, to the fire, to the Diablo sauce with Taco Bell organized crime that Bike to held bells and everything connected to the fire of the Diablo sauce, to the fire backwards in the sheriff of the coding, man. That's backwards connected to Lord of organized crime, that's connected to that AB backwards in that batch, Bike Two, that's connected to building the first deals in this country that are classified by terrorists that are definitely over if you want to listen to Evil Paradise, man, and taking everybody hostages. That's a hole for you. The two one man G's up, host down. One way or another, by Snoop Dogg, I'm gonna get you by Bonnie. One way or another, I'm gonna get you by Bialandai. You want to use that get, that get? We could go North I G get I A in Nigeria. We can black butt get anything that's G E T.
2: Anyways, uh, two o three. You got anything to uh, talk about this evening?
0: Bad timing. No
2: bad timing. My bad. <laughs> I can meet you back up. My bad. 4 or 7? Again? (laughs) (laughs) So, sorry about
1: that interruption. Oh, yeah, no sweat. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm not sure what else to say at the moment um
2: that's cool gus three asked if i can review what a court of equity is and basically uh to break it down pretty quick and simple a court of equity like courts of law used to be broken up into two separate parts one was equity one was what you would basically call common law Um, and the equity would be if two people were claiming um, a certain percentage of a company. Okay. So if like two people were claiming stock and in, in some type of company, then they would take that in equity. Or if two people had claims that were both valid on land and that land had to be uh, divided between the two claimants, that would go before a court of equity. So to make it as simple as I possibly can, equity is anything that is non-monetary. And there are different rules to courts of equity than there are to courts of law. And I believe it was right after the Civil War when equity was, um, was merged in with the uh, courts of law. So if you go back to really old English common law, uh, you'll find there's the Court of Common Pleas, and then there's the Exequy Court. I I can't pronounce that word correctly, so don't don't take my pronunciation. <laughs> but the uh, Exquiture Court or whatever it is and how it's pronounced, that was the Court of Equity, and the Common Law Court was basically, or the Common Pleas Court. The, Uh, Court of Common Pleas was a court where you could take in, you know, other people below King's bench and get a common law trial, obviously a trial by jury, or you would have one of the King's magistrates, judges uh, decide the dispute. And back then, typically when people went to, to court over action, they were both disputing something And more or less, the courts were there to resolve the issue between them. And and it was pretty clear way back in the day that when you walked into a court, you admitted to the jurisdiction. It's like, hey, we're both going to come into court. We have this problem or this issue between us, and we're going to hand over the – we're going to hand it over for you to decide and and tell us how we should solve it. So, (laughs) anyways buddy um hey just let me know uh when you wish to be unmuted you can text me again whenever you're done eating sorry about unmuting you like that um I actually thought I I didn't know that that was your number (laughs) so (laughs) anyways in fact that that um that one individual who was on that caught at a bad time and will probably come back on here in a minute he was actually looking up what a court of common pleas was and he called me a couple of weeks ago and he asked me and he he even texted me and asked me to say something about it on the show so now that i'm remembering right now i'll go ahead and kind of run through it um here in south carolina we have a court of common pleas and the criminal side of the Court of Common Pleas is General Sessions. Uh, in most other states, you have typically Superior and District Court, and then uh, some states will have Chancery. Getting back to kind of the courts of equity, typically a Chancery Court would be a Court of Equity, and the Superior and uh, District Court. So, for instance, here we have. Um, a Court of Common Pleas, and the inferior court to the Court of Common Pleas would be a magistrate court. In a state where uh, you have a superior court and a district court, the district court is basically the inferior court. Typically, the district court is not a court of record, just like in South Carolina, the magistrate's court is not a court of record. And that's usually where your small claims are held. Uh, Most state has some type of statutory limit saying, "Hey, anything under ten thousand dollars, you're going to hear at the magistrate's court, or you're going to hear at the district court. Anything that's over ten thousand dollars, you're going to hear at the superior court, or they have a right to trial by jury." Most states will actually have some sort of right to trial by jury, but that's only if, um, like. even in the lower court, you don't have a 12 person jury. Typically in states that have lower courts like a district court or a magistrate court, they'll have a six, uh, a four to eight person jury. I think I've seen a four person jury, maybe in um, South Dakota, someplace that's fairly sparsely populated. Uh, But every state with the court of record has a 12 panel jury. And if you go back to old times, a 12-panel jury, like 12 man and woman, well, actually, it was just been man back then, but a 12-person jury would have actually been the lower court. In the higher court, you would have had a 33-person jury. And uh, that was back in the time where court was basically held once every three weeks. And everybody in the shire, like everybody in the shire, you know, Shire Reef, like the sheriff, everybody um, in the manor, in the town, in the the village, uh, however you wish to call it. And village comes from villa, which is literally where we get our word villain from, (laughs) just so everybody knows kind of that history. But every three weeks, everybody from the village was more or less required to show up for court. And if you had any problems with anybody else in the community, this would be the time that you would you would bring it fr- forward. And back then, you know the judges, the magistrates, they were only there to administrate the court, to administer. And make sure that things didn't get out of line, things didn't get too rowdy. They could never judge; it was always up to the your peers, the people who went to court with you, to judge whether what you did was right or wrong, and um, whatever action was going on. And uh, <clears throat> with that. <clears throat> um, so if you had property and you were freeholding it they would call you a freeholder and you were judged by other freeholders that judgment that was made by other freeholders the king could not overrule or appeal now if you were a copyholder that basically meant that you were kind of a sharecropper you were still working for your plot of land you know your 40 acres and a mule and then you were judged by other uh copy holders or sharecroppers that judgment could be appealed and it could be overturned and um that's that's kind of the way the history works and to get down to the nuts and bolts of it the only difference between uh court of common pleas general sessions superior court district court magistrates court chancery court any of these things that you have um today And in fact, like, just to give you an example, the Supreme Court of New York is the superior court. It's the court that everybody goes to. It's not the top of the appellant court for the state. So all of these things are just defined by whatever the legislature of your state decided to call it and voted that into law. Anyways, with um, that being said, my, my man Eminem is on.
0: Hey, what's up, man? (laughs)
2: <laughs> What's up, brother?
0: Oh not much. That was good timing. Yeah, thanks for explaining that about uh the Court of Common Pleas, because you know, just in my own research, you know, getting in finding that and in my state, which is Connecticut, the Court of Common Pleas was merged with the Superior Court back in nineteen uh, the seventies I think. Like the late seventies. And I was it was in the course of my research and looking up that, that I don't know, that we talked a couple of weeks ago, and it was just like, okay, like, let's get into this a little bit. Is well, just get, You start reading some of these acts and these laws that the states pass when they start merging all these different courts and all these different jurisdictions and stuff, and it can get it can get pretty damn confusing.
2: No,
5: oh, just, yeah, no, I mean... No.
2: A jurisdiction is something that's been argued over in the legal realm since the beginning of time. You know, do you sue somebody uh where the defendant lives? Do you sue somebody where the plaintiff lives? Um and the general rule of thumb is is you sue somebody where the actual controversy took place.
0: Yep. I, I liked. Um, I didn't catch the very beginning of the call, but uh, the other man, when he was talking about at court, about um, not getting off the um, just a question of okay, is 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 my accuser here? Who's the complaint? Who's filed the complaint? You know, just and like you said, you know, they're going to try to to railroad you, or if you don't unroot, if you don't rebut something that they a statement that the court has made and you, you let it go and rebut it they're just going to keep going and sometimes even if you continue and you say the right things and you keep pressing that issue they're still just going to run over you just to see what see what you do see how you handle it are you going to get pissed off and start well hey oh you can't you can't or are you going to just you're going to just be like okay you're going to show them that you're a man and be like okay well you're not going to get me you're not going to get me to to uh, you know, act like a a fool in this court, but you know, you people want to just demonstrate for everybody in this room that you don't have any honor. I mean, I'm I'm gonna sleep well at night. I'm not the man who's got to stand before the Lord God and receive His judgment. What does the Bible say? Judge not. Yes, uh, let you know yet
5: least ye be, least ye be
0: judge. judge excuse me sorry I'm literally a tongue tied man my tongue is <laughs> I, I get I literally gets caught in my teeth and I
2: sometimes
5: that's
2: uh, uh, you know, okay so, I've had a long day I've been doing a lot of reading and writing and I, I've kind of got the tongue tied too you know it's, it's
0: you hear about all these cases and I don't true. I do not believe that every man and woman acting at you know in the judicial branch and in our governments are corrupt you know most of them just don't have a clue most of them are just going along you know
2: oh orders. man that that reminds me like uh, I, I came across this and I think it's the ninth district appellant court for uh, the United States anyways they have a YouTube channel I was like what they got a YouTube channel <laughs> and um I, I don't think it was actually there though but when I came across this, I actually found these videos that were introductory instructional videos for judges back in nineteen ninety two and they were absolutely hilarious
0: yeah some of these some of these people who act as judges they're elected in some some places they're literally elected in that in that position of judge. That's like their community's dog elected dog catcher position. That's their jump into political life. They go from judge, and then they become a state senator, or, you know, something like that. You know, and some of these people they'll get they'll get elected. They'll show up to the first day of court. They'll get four hours of training, maybe eight hours of training, and then they're off hearing cases. They have no
5: clue, no clue. So
0: you, you just, I guess, I always try to. Remember that you know you are talking to a man or a woman. You know that is like like Carl Lentz used to say. You know that's somebody's son, that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's mother, that's somebody's father. You know, but you also still got to remember. You know, you're a man and you're a woman, and you know. I don't know about you, but don't I don't let anybody walk over me. No real man or woman would let anybody wrongfully walk all over them. You know what I mean.
5: And and a real man and woman
0: is is long, hard, is long patience and long suffering. But you know, watch out when if you piss off a real man or woman. You know you should. I go through this attitude in life. I have this attitude, this chip on my shoulder. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Part of my mouth. I don't, and, and if you're not signing my paycheck. If you're not my wife, if you're not my mother, if you're not my father, I don't give one flying fuck what you have to say about my life. I'm going to do what I have to do as long as I don't harm anybody. I don't give a shit what if some judge says. Arrest me, throw me in jail. If I know I didn't do anything wrong, I don't give a shit. Thanks for my three meals a day. Thanks for my hot, thanks for my cot. Thanks for no bills. And you know what? Hmm. Maybe I can find a way to make some money off of this. You know, that's my attitude. Like in life, you know, sometimes we, in this community, we get a little too, uh, uh, I don't know, a little too combative. It's like, just sometimes just go with the flow, man. Hey, take a hit, take a shot, you know, relax, Everything's going to be okay.
2: I know that's a little weird rant, but. Well, I'll tell you, it... man, like, uh, I was actually thinking about talking about this guy before you mentioned Carl. But since you mentioned him, um, the, I, I met this man. <clears throat> we're just going to call him Mennonite John. Sorry, I had something in my throat. We're just going to call him Mennonite John. And when I was going up to Carl's the first time, he uh, he had just gotten out of jail and was going up there to work the same week I was. So, like, uh, he was a really, really cool individual. And I guess 178 days before this happened, uh, he tried going into court and using some of that sovereign, you know, I'm sovereign, free man on the land stuff. And the judge was just like, hundred and seventy eight days couldn't give him one hundred and eighty because then he could get a jury trial and uh, so he gives him one hundred and seventy eight days. He ends up getting out of there. I meet him up at Carl's place, and you know Carl's kind of trying to teach him the ropes of of how to do this stuff. <clears throat> the judge obviously convicted him on, on all accounts, this and that. He had some pretty horrific stories. Uh, but you know, basically this this judge, this particular man was corrupt. And he ended up uh, appealing the decision. and um kind of with my whole spill about the inferior court, typically, in states where you get tried in the inferior court, like in the traffic court or the magistrate's court or whatever the inferior court is, uh, if you appeal that, you don't actually go to the court of appeals. You just go. To a court of record, and you know that typically works better because uh, magistrates who sit at the bench of a court of record tend to have a better education than magistrates who sit at the lowest court. And uh, he ended up appealing it, and at his appeal, um, the the magistrate, the judge, whoever was sitting on the bench, was listening to his argument. And absolutely unequivocally told him, yes, there is a difference between a man and a person, but in this one case, in this one instance, is, is the man willing to bear liability for the person? And basically, what the man up on the bench was saying was, you know, ju- just so that we can balance our books, you know, can we just go ahead and say the person did it and we'll leave you alone from here on out? And and that's what they did. Like I keep up with them from time to time and he's never been pulled over since. And, uh, they used to mess with him a lot. I don't know if anybody on the call knows what Mennonites are, but they're a lot like, uh, like, uh, Amish people. Amish. Uh, yeah. They're, they're just not quite as strict, you know, they, they don't do the horse and buggy. They they actually use a car and they'll use electricity and, you know, have a refrigerator and so they're, they're kind of between what Amish are and I, I guess what Amish would call English people are. So, but he he was a really, really cool guy. It was a lot of fun working with him for that week. And I'm glad that I got to meet him. And I'm also really glad that it worked out for him in the end. Because, you know, when he came up to Carl's, they were basically pulling him over every time they saw him, jacking him up, you know, throwing him in jail. He'd have to get out. And that's just a horrible way to live. It's a horrible way to try to support and and, uh, provide for your family. But at the same time, even the other side, even the most corrupt individual on the other side has to respect that. They might not like you for it. They might despise you for it, but they have to respect, you know, your perseverance and how you go after it and how you stand up for yourself. Cause I absolutely agree with you, Eminem. Like no self-respecting man, no self-respecting woman would bow down and just let someone else walk all over them. And do whatever they wish and just take from them, you know, just let these people act like bullies on a schoolyard, taking taking people's money every day. No, no self-respecting individual is going to stand for that
3: for long.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between allowing oneself to be run over and aid and assistance of their fellow man. And, you know, hey, I'm going to, let, I'm going to let myself be used, you know, because by that use, I know that it's going to benefit my neighbor or something. Yeah, who doesn't have a problem with that? I mean, come on, that's that's what that's what living in a civilization is. Um, I'm sorry, in a civilized society, I should say.
4: Um, but there's
0: a yeah, exactly there's a huge difference. It's like, well, no, I'm oh, I'm going to let the state just. Use my body and roll over. I'm just going to roll over and let you, you know, use my orifices. No way,
2: no way. No, no, no. Yeah, you and I mean, so,
0: you bend over.
2: Sometimes, <laughs> uh, and I kind of agree with you. I think one of the things from our side is that sometimes people just try and fight too much, and it's like this is one of the things mm-hmm. that I like about mennonite John's story is because you know, if Mennonite John would have kept fighting. uh, at the appellant level who who would have know who knows where it would be right now you know what i mean but he did say okay yeah I'll, I'll compromise with you i'll i'll take the hit this one time i'll suffer this one time as long as you guys quit picking on me you know like you know that i'm gonna fight back you know i'm gonna like if you catch me after school on my way home even if there's four or five of you i'm gonna get a couple of good swings in. so just I'll I'll take this being this one time, but quit picking on me after that.
0: Well, part of it is, you know, what Shaman says all the time is about, you know, about being a servant, like going, going into a court situation as a servant, you know, and, you know, yeah, servants, a servant to your fellow man. Yes. And, and, you know, and, and may possibly a servant to the state. Well, it depends. (laughs) what does this, what is the service the state requires of me or or needs me or, or, or or need, you know, maybe not require, but needs of me, you know, is because the state does represent the people. Okay. Let's not forget that the people of blank and the people not being some secret, you know, not being the people who authored the thing, like in my state, the, the constitution in my state was enacted by referendum in the 1960s by vote
2: um well like like actual popular vote
0: by actual popular vote the state of connecticut had on the ballot we are going to put we're this is the new constitution everybody vote on it we're going to have a vote on this on, on election day you know and people voted on it
2: well i mean that's how they got uh medical marijuana legalized out in california is because people vote on all of the things. And a lot of times they'll vote county for county. So like if you're in LA County and you're trying to buy a pack of cigarettes, it's gonna be $12, $13, because the people in LA have have raised the taxes. They voted to raise the taxes on, mm-hmm. on cigarettes because they don't like the smog in LA. But if you go up to like San Francisco, you'll buy a pack of cigarettes for you dollars know, 50 7 And it's because the people around that area have voted not to raise the taxes. Um, and that's kind of a, a better idea of a direct form of democracy. And and I agree with you, like when whenever you start going to court, I think one of the best strategies to take right off the bat is I am here to help you. Let's figure out what's going wrong together. You yeah, know, like just, you say I this... did something wrong, let's figure this out.
0: Because I'm sure everybody in this room has more important things to do than deal with me. Aren't there murderers out there, people? Like, you know, isn't there some murder that you guys are trying to catch? Some guy doing home invasions? Yeah. So we're dealing with this. Oh, come on. You know, there's no real man would ever commit murder. No real man would do home invasions. You know, man, man doesn't do that. Woman doesn't do that. So. Uh,
2: yeah, and I mean, a lot of times I think. It- it's a bad idea to go in there right off the bat and say, oh, I'm challenging jurisdiction. Y'all don't have jurisdiction over me. You know, this and that. I mean, who knows? Do you but know with the, there
0: are there are certain exceptions to that, though. I mean, um, and I would, I'd love to get your opinion on this because there are uh, certain rules. They're rules, but, you know, the guy with the handcuffs is going to come over and slap him on you when the judge says, okay, go slap that guy in handcuffs. You know, there are certain things that if you don't rebut before like before you you would enter even an appearance certain types of things you 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 should be challenging jurisdiction like you know i might before i even appear
2: well the only time that you can challenge jurisdiction is and, and in fact like if you're doing You know, most people in the counterculture will talk about like a special appearance. And, you know, we've explained this a lot where when you say I am man, that is a special appearance because a man or a woman cannot appear in a state court. Uh, You know, so, but yeah, before you actually make an appearance in the case, you have to challenge jurisdiction. Like if you're going to challenge... Uh, impersonal jurisdiction or subject matter. And you can always challenge it later, but before you enter the case, you should always challenge that.
0: But again, Get it out there right at the beginning.
2: Well, again, you don't have to do that when you first go into court the first time because you're making that appearance saying, I am man, I am woman, I'm in search of the accuser, however you wish to write it. So you just have to make that before you actually appear in the case, like before your person arrives. But you know, when when your body, like when you're man, when you're woman and you're going in there and it's like, hey, I don't know if I did something wrong or not. You know, you guys tell me like wh- what did I do? You know, and who did I do it to? And this is a huge thing is, you know, not just what did I do? Who did I do it to? You know, you wish for me to mm-hmm. plead guilty or not guilty. Who am I making that plead to? Who did I wrong that I'm going to ask their forgiveness?
0: Yeah, and the state of or commonwealth of, you know, they can really only be at court representing or, or, or you know, two part uh, one of two parties. Either the people of they're there because they're representing the people of Connecticut or someone of the people of Connecticut, or they're representing themselves because somebody, you know, damaged their property. But at the same time, the state of Connecticut or the, not this, that's my state, but like, you know, the state of whatever Commonwealth of whatever only exists to represent the people of blank. So is there, where's like, okay, just like the man was saying, okay, well, where's, who, whom are you, you know, acting on behalf of, because you can only, the state Commonwealth can only act on behalf of, the people of blank. That's that's all they can do. If you go and read it, that's that's all they can do. They're there to act on your behalf for your benefits and to punish those who do evil and wicked things. That's it. That's the government's job, and to protect and to protect your and to protect the borders. So when you're off, when we're off at the market and and, and in the fields and, and 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 going about commerce, we don't have to worry about invaders coming in and destroying our property within reason
2: yeah and i mean most of that's kind of basic but at least in the form of government that that we've grown up with there's two main things there's uh there's positivism you know which is basically positive law it's written law it's the government's king and you know you can't do anything to get out from under them and then there's there's the non-aggression principle, which is basically I leave you alone, you leave me alone, and we're only gonna have conflict when one transgresses the other, you know, like uh and it doesn't have to be a physical transgression, it doesn't have to be a physical aggression, you know, it's, it's not that you have to punch me in the face for it to be an aggression you can also be aggressive through fraud and manipulation
0: mm-hmm. and for the most part of in this land's history the government has been the latter of those two of those two examples you gave it's been the uh, you know basically hey i'll leave you alone you leave me alone we'll meet up when we need to but it slowly started to turn into the first you know.
2: Yeah, well I think it's the government quickly government
0: well no 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 it's slowly but then it it's kind of like a sinking ship or a car, you know. It, it it's like and it's like a bell curve. It starts really slow and then it gets to a point where the water to air mixture inside is <laughs> so it gets too heavy and then it very quickly sinks to the bottom. You know? That's what, oh yeah. You know, so it's so it starts off slow, so And unfortunately, I believe we're all living in the times of we're about ready to hit rock bottom, which is
5: unfortunate,
0: which is why we have to remember, uh, you know, why it's so important to share as much information as we can so that we, we can just, hey, let's just Keep this amicable, amicable, everybody, so we can just, I can go back to work and feed my family. You can go, you know, do whatever it is that you people do and, you know, everybody's hunky doing.
2: Yeah, and I think all of that, like, uh, I mean, I definitely see it sinking kind of quickly myself, but I think that a lot of this is dependent on what people do from this point on. And what people do from this point on is probably highly dependent on their education. It's kind of like uh, Forever links, you know. Um, if more people see the code, you know, if more people wake up to the ball, the bell, the, you know, the devil around them, If if more people quit just blindly following blindly. and the devil within them to happen yeah you know then i i think that this could be an unprecedented part of history that you know no generation has ever seen before and if people don't do that if people kind of fall into the mistakes and the errors of the past then the ship's going to sink so quickly nobody's going to be able to get off of it and when this ship sinks this time the technology is such and the ability to follow people to watch people to have people you know controlled through mechanisms outside of themselves that there won't be any going back
0: yeah that's true. Yes, I, I agree with that.
2: I agree with that. So, But this is that pivotal point in history. And, you know, just my own personal belief, I think that uh, that whatever created all of us is way too big to let the world end for everybody the same way. What, it, what was it
0: that Dr. Emmett Brown said in Back to the Future? Buckle up. We're about to see some serious shit.
5: And then he, there you
0: go. <laughs> Pardon my, uh, my use of profanity. Um, and one of the reasons why I think that um, this kind of kind of, on board of what we were just talking about, but kind of a left turn, why there have been people who have not found success Um, in um, common law is because they're attempting to get out of obligations and they're attempting to not be honorable. Like the common law is not an an end all be all remedy uh, to get out of the debt that, because, you know, when you signed the contract, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is. Okay. Let's be honest. It is. But you know, the courts also, you're also dealing with a man who's sitting up there and they they know when you're trying to, you know, get out of your crap, you're not, you're not going to get anything for free. Nothing's for free. You know, there's nothing for free in this life. But when you try to remain honorable and you're always trying to remain honorable and things don't, tend to go south and you as long as you're remaining honorable, I found at least in my life that things usually are in my favor. I mean, you, you know, win everyone, but you know, that's, that's all I really had to say about that. Cause I, you just, uh, I see some people who, who type and the things, you know, Oh, i don't mean like uh i mean just the, the stories i read and you, you see these youtube videos and these people out there like trying to get out of their you know you know trying to get houses for free and all this kind of you know stupid crap it's like
2: come on, come well, on. I'll, I'll tell you even with people who can pull it off you know obviously that's not the honorable thing to do no And. I mean, if yeah. you if you pull off something like a house, it's like you can't ever expect any type of credit agency to ever lend to you again you oh, know? yeah like of course. That, that would just be silly
0: and so it's um, and so it wasn't worth it because good luck in two thousand nineteen not being able to ever establish- uh, ever get credit good luck i hope you i hope you have the income to be able to live off of cash for the rest of your life. Because that's how it's going to be. And it's, you're going to be hard when they, you know, flip that switch and get rid of cash and we go to, like, you know, the market space.
2: <laughs> I'm being... Yeah, that's coming soon.
0: It's coming. <laughs> to to a know.
2: neighborhood near you. <laughs>
0: and the whole thing will be on a credit system. And then they just turn your chip off.
2: Uh, so, but... Anyway. You know... Going in and out of court with a lot of people, with a lot of different people and seeing different courts go on, seeing family court, bankruptcy, um, you know, debtors, people coming after debtors, people going in there for criminal, civil, it it really doesn't matter which kind of court it is. Um, If people know how to play law, it it really is about how much you believe in it because the court structure and how it's set up and how we're all programmed into it is really the ultimate faith-based system in my mind and it's like one of the first times I ever went up to uh, see Sean and hang out with Sean he was like man have you ever seen this work for real (laughs) and it's like yeah you know I mean I, I have seen it work for real but at the same time, I've also seen it fell miserably. And I can tell you, I would say about 80 to 90% of the time, I can tell you which way it's going to go by talking or seeing the individual before they go into court that morning. Um, because uh, so much of it is mental attitude and, and what, what you believe. It, it's, a, it's a faith-based system.
0: I'm fortunate that I uh, I was in the army, so going through boot camp and army training and military training and stuff, you know, it, it opens you up to a perspective and it, it shows you and teaches you a lot about yourself. But I remember going through boot camp from day one, just going like, "All oh, it's all a game, it's all a game." Even in boot camp, it's like it's all a game. There's nothing, uh, I don't know the exact Bible verse, and this is going to be a paraphrase, but um, someone out there, I'm sure you'll know it, um, you know, there's nothing, uh, the the Lord isn't, the Lord allows you to be tested in this life and tempted in this life, uh, how, uh, as much as he knows that you can handle it, he's not going to allow, he's not going to put something in, in your path that you are not able to deal with everything you deal in this life you are able to deal with usually if you understand my I meaning like everything and that's what the bible says and if you believe in the bible i mean i believe in the bible i know that uh, you know i'm not trying to preach the bible i'm not i'm just saying you know i'm coming so you can understand my belief um my perspective and i'm sure there's others out there that have similar beliefs you know so the uh, court I mean we should be doing everything we can to avoid court beforehand, and that's probably that 's also how much you what you did and how you did it before you get to court will also help determine your success at court
2: Well I think uh, a is in my is opinion writing this message if, when for you're you, talking about
0: like maybe lawsuits or something you know the criminal getting arrested by you know top on
2: the side of the road I mean I think that uh Tess is writing this uh this for you they're saying he won't tempt you beyond what you are able and and I would basically agree with that whatever the creator is whether you you know believe it's God Yahweh Allah Buddha I don't really care whatever the creator is um, I, I think he won't t- like uh, he won't test you beyond what you're able. I, I kind of have a saying that I've said since I was about nineteen or 20, and that is the universe is a university, and whatever class you don't pass, you're doomed to repeat and And um, Sean has said it many of times on the show ever since we started with Gus, you know it's, it's a trial to try all of you. You know and you got to give it your all otherwise you're not going to come out the other side the same way
0: isn't that what life is just one giant trial you believe in the afterlife?
2: absolutely you know, and you know it's not just life it's, it's like oh
0: you think you deserve a reward I mean if this is your religion let's see how you do in life okay what, what choices do you make in life oh you were a complete total fucking you know uh, murderous bloodthirsty person the bible says you know for my belief he, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword so you're gonna have a nice nice lovely ending there you know
2: uh, yeah well i think so, sometimes it even it even goes beyond that i mean anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows that there are trials on that relationship you know for the For the two of you to experience, and then if you go out from there, it's like anybody who's ever had a group or a network of friends, you know every now and then there's a situation that comes along that threatens to break that group of friends up um if you go out from there, i mean even all the way out to political parties, it's like, you know, the Republicans are always trying the Democrats, and the Democrats are always trying the Republicans. And it's it's who can maintain their position and and get support and persevere um, uh, through all of those trials, through all of those tribulations. And, and what kind of individual or even what type of, of group think, what type of um, personality, what type of relationships are you going to have when you come through those trials and you end up on the other side?
0: Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I don't
2: still know what to say to that. That's okay. I see my man JD on here and he texts me, "Hey JD, it's uh, it's good to see you out here. I, I was hoping you'd show up."
6: Hey, thanks for having me on, JC. Hi, and uh, hi to everybody. Um, just uh, sitting here looking at some frequency vibration charts and uh, thinking about life, <laughs> and listening to the show.
2: <laughs> um, there you go. Are the frequency vibrations giving off pretty? cool patterns
6: yeah no you know i'm i'm just looking at um thinking about colors you know the visible spectrum of light and um just frequencies in general frequencies of words frequencies of uh of intents that are put behind words and actions you know they all have a frequency so i've just been thinking about frequencies a lot lately and in relation to law. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, well, that's kind of like uh, the law of nature. One thing that really interests me about um, that kind of stuff and that kind of research is, uh, I forget the Japanese doctor's name, but the one who does the water experiments. And then people came out and said, ah, you know, those are faked. And then a bunch of people started doing the rice experiments in their home where they – you know, cook rice and then they put it in two separate containers and they write love on one and hate on the other or ugly on the other or pretty on one. You know, they they write two opposing feelings and messages. And the one with the negative feeling or message always, I mean, I've I've never seen somebody I've actually done this experiment myself and I've never seen it come out, out where the one with the positive word rotted first
6: correct it's um that was dr emoto e-m-o-t-o
2: yeah moto yeah i first uh i first uh you know heard about that in the video down the rabbit hole uh what the bleep do you know is um is a documentary on quantum physics if anybody hasn't seen it, I, w- I would probably check it out.
1: Have you ever uh,
0: seen Trey Smith's The Theory of Everything?
2: Trey Smith's The Theory of Everything? Yeah,
0: his name is Trey Smith. I believe that's his name. On YouTube, Trey
2: yeah. Smith. Yeah, I've seen like Athena's uh. Theory of Everything. That's probably like 30 or 40 minutes.
0: Um, this is, no, this is way longer than that. Trey Smith, The Theory of Everything uh, is about two hours and 42 minutes. Yeah, look up Trey Smith on YouTube. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting.
2: Can you uh, post it on the chat?
0: Um, I can send you the link and you can post it on the
2: chat. Okay, I can do that. Anyways, I'll mute it out here. So what's going on with the theory of everything anyways?
6: Yeah, that water stuff is pretty interesting, JC. The, um, the, the water crystals, um, I think he, he started that before he did the rice stuff.
2: Um, Yeah, because the whole reason that he did the rice stuff was because people were um, saying that the water thing was faked. And of course, if you don't have a pretty good microscope, it wasn't something that you could just readily um, do at your house, you know?
6: Yeah. Yep, but that's uh, that just goes to show you. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing that stuff um, and that experiment. I've I've seen a bunch of videos on YouTube where the kids do it as an experiment, and it it works, man. I mean, that, that stuff where you put the you know the bad word on it that puts out the bad vibration, that rice is is black um, within no time, and then the the positive word, the positive vibration keeps it keeps it nice for a long time, for like a month.
2: Uh, yeah, and uh, Guest 3 has put a um, article to America, uh, and uh, I posted up a YouTube video, the one that Eminem was talking about a minute ago, and uh, Guest 3 also put up a YouTube video on God in a nutshell. Uh, sorry for
6: interrupting, J.D., well, sorry. No, I was just pausing there. Um... Yeah. And so, you know, I was just thinking about like what you were saying about what somebody is like before they go into court, you know, at that moment, their thoughts and their demeanor is going to affect the way they deliver the, their message their and their belief. Um, it's going to, it's going to come through, you know, the vibrations of their words and their The way they deliver their belief and so you can probably you've probably seen it enough times where you can calibrate you know to where how how you can feel how successful they're going to be um and and, uh go ahead yeah and then all that you know all the stuff that that can throw somebody off maybe you know and and i think it's deliberate you know, it's just my theory, but this stuff that we're, you know, when you're entering those buildings and stuff, and you see the symbology, and you see that the actions of, you know, how you got to take your, you know, you got to take your belt off, and you got to, you got to, you know, you got to do these actions that are submissive, you know, Um, you really have to watch how you, how that stuff affects you, because it can, it can intrude upon your delivery of of a message of of your belief and then you know that stuff that stuff is uh it affects you know the vibrations of that of of those other people maybe you know there to throw you off you know and it and it you know um it has an effect just like just like the word written you know that says like i hate you on on the rice and and then the rice turns black you know
2: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, kind of talking about that, uh, you know, when people go into court, it's, it's a performance, you know, I mean, you're literally going in there to perform for the court. And, you know, because it's a performance, it's, it's very much kind of in a confidence game. Um, And if you don't have confidence, if you don't have, you know, this ability to to pull off what you're saying. And a highlight, like a big, big part of that is um, is whether you believe it or not, you know? And it's like, everybody can get on the call and they can say this and say that and say, oh, I'd do this and I would do that. And, you know, we're going to talk and act all big and bad here on the phone. But man, when you got to wake up and go to court that morning, you feel it in the pit of your stomach. You know you you know that you're about to walk into a lion's den. And uh, when you're there, you feel it more. Um, there, there's this one gentleman that I really do kind of enjoy working with. And he can't read or write, but he is incredibly confident in, in the things that I tell him. And they make more sense to him. Than the things that the other side tells them. And I have never had this gentleman walk into court and have to go back a second time because every time he goes in there, you know, he, he just tell, tells them, This is the way it is. This is my position. What are you going to do? And he just gives them the look like, You know, what are you going to do?
5: Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and, and every time they're like, Have a nice life, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> we're we're not going to do anything and it's it's simply because he has that belief he has that faith that I'm giving him the right information and and it makes more sense to him than what the other side is saying and and that's that's uh, something that I think people should should work on i mean when i was going to court um for the second or third time one thing that i did was I really started practicing in a mirror, practicing with the people that I was working with, working around on, on just talking philosophy law, you know, like just reasoning things out. And, and when I would practice in the mirror, I would think about, you know, okay, just think about the judge as any other man, you know, Like, Mm -hmm. get over this thought that he has a black robe, he's sitting up three steps above you, you know, on a bench, which is all symbolic and done for a reason. Um, You know, get over the fact that the courtroom is basically set up just like a church and, you know, the judge is set up like a priest. Like, get over these things and just talk to him like a man. And that's what being a man, that's what being a woman is about. It's about, you're no better than me. You're no higher than me. I'm no higher than you. Um, I I mean, I, I find it kind of frustrating sometimes when people get in contact with me or me and Sean, and they're talking about, you know, I'm sovereign. You know, I got these sovereign rights. The judge is there to obey me. And it's like, well, are you there to obey him? No. Then what makes you think he's there to obey you? Correct. You know, like, like if, if you're not his slave, then what makes you think that he's your slave?
6: Right. That's, that's some very good, that's some very good uh, knowledge there, JC. Um, I just wanted to comment about what you said about that gentleman that you like to work with and he's going in there and he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, feel, he feels the, the knowledge that you're giving him, helping him with, um, more than what the other side is telling him. And now he's, he's probably building upon that from before. So when he feels it in a positive sense, the next time he feels it, it's going to be stronger than the first time. And vibrations work, um, in a, like if you, I, th- I believe it's called uh, what they call a standing wave, and when you get a when you get a standing wave, there's the waves that that correlate, that harmonize with each other. They will build upon, they will build within each other, and then become that force becomes stronger. It's kind of it's kind of like in a, just you know in the ocean, if you think of a wave moving through the ocean, if you have a bunch of waves that all start to kind of collaborate together and then join. You know, then you basically get to the power of a tidal wave. You know, they've all the the one million little waves have have joined their force together to to create one big standing wave. The standing wave is a is a is a uh, um, is a phrase that's used like in audio. Um, um, installations and whatnot and I think standing waves can be very destructive to like speaker cabinets and to rooms and whatnot they can they can ruin microphones and whatnot you can have a standing wave that just starts to vibrate and, and ruin uh, sound equipment um, but but it but you know that's in the uh, that's in the negative sense of, 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 a, of a standing wave the power of it it can also be used in, the, in a positive sense um, so I think in our actions can you know if if they if they align with truth if they align with the right um, the proper you know way of operating in uh, along the lines of you know with nature if you're if you're harmonizing with, with the natural law in that sense then you can you can uh, you can begin to build upon it and then it becomes powerful and then what you need to do is make sure that that doesn't you know, you don't, your ego doesn't take over and try to, try to use that to, to an advantage over anybody. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want your ego to step in and, and, and then, and then think that you can use that power because you can, you, you know, you could do that, you know? Um, So, but then you're going to, eventually it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to turn, it it will turn around and destroy you if you, if you do that. Um, you, You may get away with it for a while, but at some point nature is going to turn that against you so
2: i think uh one way of of kind of describing it rather than you know waves interacting with each other because i don't know about sound waves so much but i know like ocean waves when when they're coming at a particular angle and hit each other they can actually somewhat cancel themselves out so i kind of feel like it's like a snowball effect down a hill
6: right the phase that's a phase inversion where one can be out of phase with the other and basically there would be no sound or there would be no um there would be no fight there would be no fight basically it would just be a mute um instance or one phase like the waves wouldn't smash into each other and cause anything to happen they would just kind of Come at each other and then and then immediately disperse in the in the in the exact same power on each one, so the, it would it would basically just be a a draw in that sense.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting talking about natural law. Like I've been watching Scalia talk about natural law for the past couple of days, and uh, you know he I, I love listening to Scalia. Because um, he's he's a very well-rounded, very grounded individual, very intelligent. And um, he was talking about natural law and, and basically, you know, who are we to judge? You know, because basically what we think is natural, I, at one point in time, you know, people over in the Roman Empire thought it was natural to have slaves, Right. Mm-hmm. And eventually that kind of grew out and, you know, then other people of other cultures said, hey, that's not natural. And so it's like, who who is to decide what true natural law is? And, and I agree with that on some levels, but on other levels, I think, you know, kind of what, what you're talking about is that when people get that real natural law power, you know, when when people... When you have somebody like you know Martin Luther King guiding fifty thousand people you know in a march in a peaceful march, I mean that is raw natural law power mm-hmm. you know and, and it's power in in the most simple and elegant form that it could be distributed in and one thing that's kind of sad about our society is you know it's like Jimi hendrix said one time he said when the power of love overcomes the love of power the world will know peace and it's like when people who have the power of love in them who can mobilize people who can get them to move when they really start coming into prominence and you know the counterculture really starts listening to them and they start movement and people start getting behind them it always seems like something happens you know, and the FBI used to have a, a counterintelligence program called Co-Intel Pro, where, you know, they actually spent a fair amount of time going after people who were starting movements, who were getting people organized, especially poor people, you know, and people who were destitute. Because those are the people who have nothing to lose, you know, so, so a man who has nothing to lose, a woman who has nothing to lose in their life. Are very very dangerous because especially if you have something to take and um uh, then they start giving out food stamps <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah that's interesting um do you have any recommended um videos uh, just to search for um scalia uh you're talking about antonin scalia the uh
2: yeah and you know i scalia. mean
6: you passed away in, in 2016
2: right uh yeah probably somewhere around there uh, yeah. i thought it was a little bit earlier than that but i could be mistaken anyways i you know i was actually just kind of uh youtubing and googling um you know videos on on the natural law and of course whenever I saw Scalia's name pop up, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. In fact, right. I have one of his books and um, it, it's about interpreting uh, you know, legal documents. And when I bought it, I thought it was gonna be an easy read. It is not an easy read. But one thing I think is really cool about it is that um, he's interpreting legal documents from a judge's perspective and applying judicial canons. To them, and and I think that that's really really interesting to have somebody like Scalia write about that.
6: that. Sounds good. I'll check some of that out and listen to him. I've never really heard him.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a magnificent magnificent speaker, in my opinion. And you know he was. Probably the dissenting voice on, on most of the Supreme Court rulings that I don't like in the past, you know, since he got on the Supreme Court. <laughs> it's it kind of interesting. Uh, you might not have been on here for the beginning of the show when I was talking about um, Steve Leto and Leto's Law on YouTube, but uh, he was talking about, you know, this case where. I guess the case came out of Florida, and um, you know, the Supreme Court basically ruled that even if the traffic stop's bad, you can still use, you know, what was found in that traffic stop, as long as the guy that you pulled over, arrested, or whatever, has, you know, any outstanding warrant anywhere in the United States, and um, and. When people talk about common law, especially attorneys, this is one part of the common law that I think most attorneys miss because almost every attorney will tell you that common law is case law and it's precedent and even the attorney who was speaking on that video was saying that you know they they changed the law three years ago and uh yeah they changed the the case law precedent but they didn't actually change the law, because when you go to Webster's 1828, and I'm going to go look at it real quick so I don't misquote it, and you look at the word common, and uh, and you look for the word common law under the word common, um, here at the end, this is my favorite part, but it is most probable that many of them originated in judicial decisions founded on natural justice and equity or on local customs. And this is what separates the attorney's common law from the type of common law that we might talk about here on this show, is that attorney's common law, like case law, and precedent and Supreme Court rule rulings and appellant court rulings and you know judicial rulings and in certain cases that just came up for the first time. Unless those rulings are based on uh, natural justice and equity. So, you know, basically like fair justice and equity, like it's equal for everybody, or on the local customs of the people it's not common law it's not common law in the sense that it's the law of the land it might be common law in the sense that it's the common law for attorneys to use in case law but if if nobody granted you your rights nobody can take those rights away <clears throat>
6: Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I'm looking at it right here. So that was the the, the last sentence that you read there, where it, where it starts with, but it is most probable that many of them originated in judicial de- decisions founded on natural justice and equity or on local customs.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, uh, if we go up a little bit, it's like some of these rules may have originated in edicts or statutes which are now lost or in the terms and conditions of particular grants or charters so like uh, just to give an example of those things um back in the mid-14th century uh you know attorneys were using Latin and taking people's property away and local people in england had no clue what the attorneys were saying what the judges were saying And they got upset and they started chopping off people's heads and, you know, hanging them in front of the town. And so they created a statute called the Pleadings in English Act. And even though that statute is not around anymore, it is the common law of common law countries that whatever language somebody speaks, the court must speak that language. It's, it's not that you have to understand the court. It's that the court has to understand you. And that's a common law principle that stayed alive after the um, pleadings in English statute expired. Uh, talking about uh, grants or charters, there's actually a fair amount of things in the United States Constitution that came from the grants and the charters of the uh, colonies before the United States was actually formed as a country, you know? And those were things that they didn't exactly have in the British constitution. And, and you know, r- British people of that time, it's like, you know, America has this one document that we point to and we call that the constitution. and And British people kind of had multiple charters or constitutions written throughout the ages. Um, And they don't really claim one as their constitution or another. They definitely don't claim anything like the United States. Uh, 587 has their hand up, so I'm going to unmute them. 587, you're free to speak. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me Okay. Uh, yeah, it sounds a little windy in the background, but that's fine.
3: Uh, it's just because
2: I'm. Not... Uh, uh, hello, I think yeah. we lost you. Hear me, second. Like yeah.
3: Thanks Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm calling you from uh, Canada. Uh, oh, how's it going? Could... Oh, yeah. How's it going?
2: It's going pretty good. How you doing?
3: Very good. I'm actually a big fan of yours.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Uh,
3: we love hearing I that. I, could, uh, I was hoping I could uh, call you and pick your brain about something that's not very talked about much, and I think there's not lots of information out there, which is bankruptcy law.
5: The well, bankruptcy
3: uh, law. To, yeah, I wanted to know what you knew about it, and what the approach to bankruptcies are when it comes to common law?
2: Um, Well, bankruptcy is completely a statutory thing. Bankruptcy law comes from uh, basically, I I don't know exactly how it is in Canada, but I bet it's probably similar to what happened in the United States. And that is when um, the federal government handed over the power to print money to the Federal Reserve. Um, Basically, what they got in exchange was bankruptcy court and the ability to give a judge the right, the privilege, whatever you want to call it, to um, basically leave a person of their debt. Now, because of that, it's a completely statutory instrument. Uh, When you actually file... For bankruptcy you're you're actually suing the banks like you are the plaintiff saying take all of my money and leave me enough to survive on <laughs> and, and yeah. let me start my credit back out at zero
3: <laughs> well here's the deal when i was younger i got into a uh, bankruptcy and uh, I really had no clue what I was doing. I was just trying to uh, get away from taxes. And just I, I thought it was a solution to tax problems. So I got into bankruptcy and a whole bunch of different things happened in my life. A uh, lot well, separation and problems with kids and stuff. So I just like, it was just too much for me. So I actually, I distanced myself from the trustee. For a while, and when I came back, the trustee told me not to show up to court that the judge was going to laugh at me. So I just left it at that, and I became an undischarged bankrupt. And I was wondering if you ever heard of resending your signature on a bankruptcy contract.
2: Um I've definitely heard of rescinding your signature on a contract. Now, uh, undischarged bankruptcy. Can you explain that to me a little bit? That's something that I will definitely have to look into.
3: Well, it means that I had contract to perform on my end, and my creditor had to perform on their end too. I didn't do anything, so I could not get a discharge in time. And the bankruptcy file got closed, so there's a file in the courts right now, a file number with that case. On that file, I'm on discharge bankruptcy, so I'm still ruled under all the bankruptcy like laws and conditions, and so like I cannot own a corporation, I cannot uh, borrow money without telling. Uh, who I'm borrowing from, that I'm actually in bankruptcy. But that's been going on for a long time, and I actually talked to lawyers, and the, they say I have a very, very complicated case, and no trustee will reopen my case. And all I'm being told is that it's going to cost me a lot of money in lawyer fees to get out of it. But I started looking into it, and at this point, apparently that I could show up to court and actually reject the executory contract, which would mean that my creditor has a a non-secured claim for damages and interest against me. And at this point, I see that might be my only option to actually reject the contract and then face the creditor in court Government. That's the only solution I could come up with after looking into bankruptcy laws and trying to figure okay. out else. I
2: cannot. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to uh, process this a, a little bit because this is honestly the first time I've That's ever heard of anything to... like this. Um, so, if I if I understand you correctly, you're just trying to get rid of the bankruptcy so you're not in the middle of it anymore. Whether you back out of it or they go through with it, you don't really care. You're just trying to get out from under being in the middle of a bankruptcy proceeding.
3: Well, legally speaking right now, I'm considered as on discharged bankrupt, which is really a bad place to be in because they'll like, fall under all those bankruptcy duties and obligations. And if you if you are not careful, you can commit a bankruptcy offense. Then that's not good. Because <laughs> I will have to reopen the case one day and it's the thing that I committed a bankruptcy offense. like There's potentially some big fine. Uh, for some people, it's really bad, like, fraud and stuff. It could be, like,
2: jail time. And, uh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure in Canada, it's, it's the exact same way it is here. See, like, uh, Canada and the there, United you know, States were basically created as as debtors' prisons, more or less. So both Canada and the United States and Australia have very, very strict common laws on on the fact that you can't throw somebody into jail or into prison for debt alone. Like there has to be some type of fraud going on.
3: Yeah. Uh, but that, that's the thing. I, I have not committed any fraud, but I'm stuck in there. And there's no way for me to find out how I get rid of this mess because that's the thing dude. that was a ca- like a tax issue. And then I still have more tax on top of that tax issue that led to bankruptcy. So, to be discharged, all of this would have to be paid up. But uh, what I'd like to do is get rid of the bankruptcy, then phase the taxes. I don't want to phase the government on taxes while I'm in the middle of a bankruptcy because I think it's not a good idea. Did
2: did you say that uh, the reason that you got into bankruptcy was because of taxes?
3: Yeah, I claimed bankruptcy over owing tax money. And then I didn't do my due diligence, and then I got trapped into a bankruptcy, but I kept on working, so I built up more tax money. So they're considering that I owe money to the same creditor I, came, I claimed bankruptcy from. So that's the problem for a discharge. So it seems like a discharge is not an option unless I reimburse all that money. Well, how long has this been going on? A long time, actually. The bankruptcy was filed in 2009. It's been almost 10 years.
2: And you said that you are an undischarged bankrupt. What was that term you used?
3: Well, that's the term. If you don't get discharged, you do become an discharge bankrupt. So I've been a non discharged bankrupt for the last nine, nine, ten years, pretty much. And, uh, yeah. And I've been trying to learn law all this time, we actually trying to get out of it. But when it comes to bankruptcy, there's something out there. Uh, If you read the case file, it's always the same story. There's nothing relevant. And the best answer that I found would be to reject the contract, which you're allowed to do because bankruptcy is considered to be such a burden. So you're allowed to reject the contract at any time, which gives your creditor an unsecured claim against you. And that creditor is the government.
2: Okay. Now, if you're saying that if you're in undischarged bankruptcy for 10 years, they just let it go. And you said it was about 2009. When you started these proceedings, how, how much longer until they just let it go?
3: Well, they let it go. But on file, I'm undischarged. So that's that's the problem. <laughs> That means, well, actually, at some point, anytime they decide to, like my creditor could force me to assume or reject the contract. I don't know what they're waiting for, but it's probably a little bit of a trap on their end. They're just letting me run loose for as long as I can. And then the more I run loose, the more I'm trapped into that situation. uh, Yeah, yeah. I
2: I don't know if that's the way it's going on. I mean, honestly, like uh, I was talking to somebody the other week and they were talking about they knew somebody went through a bankruptcy maybe two years ago and they have really good credit, immaculate credit now. And they were all surprised about that. But that's because they
5: got it discharged.
2: Well, here's the thing is that, you know, I don't know how it works up there, but it's probably similar to down here. You can only get personal bankruptcy once. You know, so uh, once you've- ha- you, can, you can do it as many times as you, as you want here. Well, down here but you can the- do it as many times as, as you wish to for a corporation, you know, but the the bankruptcy where it's like your personal social security number, I'm sure it's a social insurance number up there. You can only have that go bankrupt one time.
3: Okay. Well, in Canada, you can do it more than once. That's for sure.
2: So, uh, well,
3: because I'm just
2: explaining that that that's one of the reasons it's easy for them to get really good credit is because the bank knows that they have them on the hook. Yeah. You know, so one of the things I'm. I'm kind of trying to express is that you know the bank the creditor it, in some ways it's like it works better for them to go ahead and push you through and get your credit discharged so that they can start giving you credit again so they can put you back on the hamster wheel
3: yeah well I and I get that but but right now my status is on discharge and I did talk to the same trustee I did a bankruptcy with, and he told me I was in trouble. That, yeah, well, uh,
2: uh, uh, do you know how to get to the chat board?
3: Uh, actually, I'm calling from my phone. I mean, yeah, okay.
2: Uh, do you know how to get to the chat board on uh, TalkShoe? Like, do you have internet access?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was on it earlier, but uh, it says I need Chrome to... Uh, actually operated properly
2: uh yeah you gotta have chrome to like actually hop on to the call you know and have the voice and um you know sound uh but if you just go on when the call's over because i mean it's right about time to kill the call uh at the bottom yeah. of the chat i put um, our email address, and it's it's pretty easy. It's you know J C and Shaman, so that's J C A N D S H A M A N at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, what you're talking about, honestly, I'll be straightforward. I've never heard about it before, so the next time I go down to the law library, which will probably be in the next couple of days, I'll go ahead and look into it. Um,
3: that sounds good. I've
2: never seen something that you know, if somebody didn't have enough will and determination, they couldn't work around to some degree. So, but again, I'm not promising anything, just uh, send an email to that address, and um, you know, uh, we'll get in touch at some point. Do you have WhatsApp on your phone?
3: Yeah, I do. Actually, I got that feed going on my phone, too.
2: Okay, because, yeah. Huh?
3: Actually, it's a uh, common law. Uh, how's it called again?
2: Wise words.
3: Uh, just, just give me a second. I'm just opening it up right now. Friends in common lore.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm a part of that group anymore. Um, you know, the two groups that I have on on WhatsApp, and I'll I'll be willing to add on, add you to them. But it's, uh, Common Law Wise Words and JC and Shaman, um, the friends in Common Law. I think uh, I, I don't know who started that, but that was probably a year ago or something.
3: There's a lot of people on it and lots of comments where it's almost hard to uh, follow the feed. Yeah. Uh, So is there, like, a phone number I can add to WhatsApp?
2: Um, Yeah, like, if you get in touch with me, um, if you get in touch with me at the JC and Shaman at at gmail.com and give me your phone number, I'll get you into the WhatsApp group, no problem. So and that's, and that's uh, that that offer is open for anyone else who wants to join the WhatsApp group. Uh, a test is asking how to get in that chat, I believe. Um, so yeah, if you just uh, email email me and and give me your phone number, I'll get you into the WhatsApp group. And uh, if you want to talk about this further, then we can talk about this further. But you know, like I said, I, I've literally never heard of this before. And before I really say anything, I'd, I'd like to at least know what kind of creature it is.
3: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. There's no information out there. It's super hard to understand
2: uh, it. Dude, if I go down to the law library, like the public law library around here has, has open access to West law. And um, if you go down there, you can find anything that a judge can find from their bench. Okay. So you know, I, I'm not worried about that. It, you know, people ask me what do I search on Google to learn what I know, and it's like what I know they don't have on Google. You know, like even if you know the right words and you put in the right phrases and and keys and this and that, like you you really have to go down to a library. Um, You got to open up law books. You got to learn how to navigate Westlaw. And you got to read a
3: lot. That's, uh, well, I'm willing to read a lot. (laughs) I just need to find the right approach and, uh, yeah, get my approach and actually learn it. uh, Uh, Yeah. yeah.
2: And, um,
3: you know. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't want to
2: take any more of your time. You, uh, yeah, but I mean, it is about time for us to end the call. And for everybody who wasn't listening at the beginning, Shaman dropped his phone in a bucket of water this week, which is why he hasn't joined us this evening. And uh, hopefully okay. he'll have his new phone next week. We will be back on uh, Wednesday, July 31st. And that will be 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff posted by uh, Guest 3. Guest 3 tried to keep up with the conversation and put into the chat, like, uh, references to things that we were talking about. A test did the same thing. Um, Of course, I tried with a couple of things. It's kind of hard to run the board um, and and do everything at the same time. So anyways, if anybody yeah. wishes to uh, say good night, uh, now's the time to do it. Thanks everybody for coming out. I really appreciate the support, and I feel like especially over the past couple of weeks, we've gotten more and more people actually live on the call and more people actually getting on and asking questions. and I appreciate that.
3: Thanks
2: a well, lot. JD. Thanks Jason. for your help. Yes, sir. yes, thank you, JD. And my man from Canada, what is your name? Uh,
3: uh, you can use J-O a Randall. handle. Like JD
2: uses a handle. You know, a lot of people on here uh, just uh, use a handle.
3: Uh just go by Jeff.
2: That's all. Yeah. All right, Jeff it was nice meeting you. And um, you know, uh, after the The uh, show hangs up. Uh, You can go on and um, you can get the email address.
3: Yeah, I'll email you uh, right away. All
2: right, man. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming out. It was a good show and a good evening, and I hope we'll have a good one next week. We'll see you then.
6: See you later.
4: Cheers.